Uh. I just gotta share what's on my mind and in my heart real quick. I'm not trying to end up fighting bitterness. Welcome to Let's Be Clear. Thank you for joining me. Uh, first thing before everything starts and discussion today is uh, I was watching a preview of Todd White. If you listen to my previous uh, Charismaniac episode, um, I mentioned Todd White. Uh, well, I'm going to take that back. So. Last time I saw Todd White was hanging around people like Benny Hinn and uh, whatever the other guy name is that's in Texas. I can't remember. Whatever. Well, anyways, it's a bunch of just heresy, preaching, false gospel. And so all I can say is uh, I'm going to take all that back. Don't listen to Todd White until he repents. And, uh, that's my say on those things. Uh, if you have an issue with it, of course, pray about it. But as far as my concern with Todd White is I think he's deceived. He thinks he's doing uh, what is right. And again, uh, I just don't see anywhere in Scripture that he can live and, and do what he thinks is right in his own mind and heart, um, fellowshipping with people with a, a false narrative of the gospel. Um, so, that said, um, thank you for joining. Uh, let's be clear. So, today's episode um, will be the state of the church. The state of the church. So, the only reason I bring this up is I was driving, um, which is what I do, and for work. And I saw a church that was, I don't know, I can, I'm, I'm using the term church from a building sense, not biblical church, but a building sense. So I saw a building that was labeled the Church United of Christ of God or something like that, whatever. And on the side, it had this big rainbow heart saying that uh, we welcome anybody on their spiritual journey. And then next to it said, uh, we will marry. And it had a big... Uh, flag, you know, gay flag, homosexual flag, and this is in Texas, so I'm just kind of shocked, but here's the issue I have, one, church isn't from believers, now if you look at the word church, it's actually ecclesia, Greek terminology for the gathering of the saints, so it's where church is the gathering of the people of God, uh, the people that are part of the body. If you look all through Acts, uh, when somebody received Christ, got baptized, they were brought into the church, brought into the ecclesia, the gathering of the saints. Um, so us inviting unbelievers to church isn't biblical, one. Two, if we're in church as the body of Christ, one of the jobs of the pastor is to feed the sheep. 
Now, if you bring a bunch of unbelievers, if you got a mega church and you bring a bunch of unbelievers, you're going to have to kind of gear your message towards salvational messages. And usually it's going to be very soft and light and fluffy about, I'm not saying all, I said most, not all, uh, messages are going to be light and fluffy. There's no sin, uh, no repentance. It's just like, do you want to accept Jesus? Will make your life easier, um, and that's not biblical. So, please, church pastors who do the raise your hand Christianity, uh, raise your hand, close your eyes, bow your head, and that's not biblical. Please go back to your word. That's the only thing I can say. I mean, if you're in a church like that, talk to your pastors, talk to your elders, and say if, if that's read the book of Acts. You know, read all through there. And tell me if you see anything about raise your hand Christianity. I mean, in other places across the world, the church is nothing like America. So here's what I, I challenge somebody to do. I mean, we all have imaginations. God gave us an imagination. And so, like, just imagine. Just use your mind and imagine what it would be like to be stranded on a desert island. Like you're either born there or stranded there. You don't know anything about the Bible. You don't know anything about nothing. You're literally just stranded on this island and you find the Bible. Right? You find the Bible. And so you start reading. And you read through and you find the Gospels and you find this Jesus and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Like this, this salvation comes to all people. And then you start reading the book of Acts read through the book of Acts and you're like wow that's that's amazing the church is like that like whoa and then somebody rescues you so you're after the book of Acts and you get rescued on this island and after you get rescued you come back to America or any western culture and you say hey you know what I'm, I'm I love this Jesus and I, I, I want to be a part of the church I want to be like Wherever the church is, I want to go. Please take me to the nearest church, the Ecclesia, the Gathering of the Saints. And they walked into most, not all, but most churches, a lot, 99.8% churches in America. And first thing he would do is, this isn't, this isn't church. Like this looks nothing, absolutely nothing like the book of Acts. Um, and, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And so today's message is basically like, can we please, 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 I'm begging you from the sincere heart of the Lord is go back to scripture, go back to the book of Acts. That's church. That is what it looks like. Now, if you're at a place that you just don't, you know, you feel fed and all that, I mean, that's fine. I'm not taking you away from that. But as far as my prayer for anybody listening is if it's not there, find a place. And if it's not, find a place and you can't find it, start one. Start a fellowship at home and really see people as you come together in the gathering of the saints that you just love one another and, and, and godly love you show Christ as your example of loving uh, his brother and his people 
You know, he loved John. He loved Peter. He loved his uh, disciples. And so we have to have that same kind of love. And that's all I can really say about just the gathering of the saints um, and how it should look. But my biggest beef is why are we having to spend $30 million on uh, a big building? Why are we having to have children's ministry and teen ministry? That's not the responsibility of anybody to disciple your kids but you. Now, it is kind of hard, yes, if a child finds Christ and the parents are ungodly. That, that can definitely happen. But again, I mean, we're spiritual fathers and mothers and brothers that we can grab a, grab a hold of that teenager or that child that wants more of Jesus and disciple them and, and train them up in the ways of God. We don't have to have the church building or a teen ministry. And I know people are going to get mad. Oh, what are you doing taking away my job? And, you know, I'm a teen pastor. No, no, no. Let's go back to scripture. Let's go back to scripture. And so it's our responsibility to train my child or any of my kids. If I, like I said, if I see somebody that doesn't have parents that are in and they want to follow the Lord, yeah, I'll grab them and say, hey, you know what? I want to train you up and disciple you as a brother, an older brother, or what do you want to call me? That's fine. And But that's what we're supposed to do. So, stop bringing people into the church if they're unbelievers. You have evangelical evangelists. There's a ton of them out there and they preach one-liners and they make everything fluffy and then they accept Jesus in your heart and then you have a God-shaped vacuum, a hole in your heart or whatever. I mean, come on, guys. That's so unbiblical. Ministries of... God sees goodness in me. No, the Bible doesn't teach that. There's nothing good in us. And that's what makes God bigger and better than anything else is God sees us for who we truly are and still loves us, still chooses to love us with nothing good inside of us. I mean, if, they, if he says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked above all things, there's there's nothing. Christ himself says there's no one good. I mean, how can you say there's something good in you? Everything has a sinful nature in it. I don't care if you're doing something to help an old lady across the street. You're doing it for selfishness. You're doing it for to make yourself feel good. Or you should do the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing. Oh yeah, you might do the right thing, but it's sinful because you thought about doing the right thing. See, the thing about it is sin is easily entangles you. It's so easy to think that you're doing right and you're not. It's easy to think in your mind that you're doing what is correct and you're not. You're far from doing what is correct. So, please understand that stop bringing them in. If you have a relationship with them and they want to know about Christ, disciple them. Jesus didn't say, go make converts. Jesus said, go make disciples. Jesus didn't say, go make people raise their hand and now they're followers. No, no. He said, make disciples. Go out. 
So stop sitting in your building, bring him into the building. That's not biblical. That's nothing to do with scripture. And stop following false teachers. Man, I see so much stuff on television. I mean, I don't watch television, but it's just stuff on that I see a pop in and go, oh, wow. And, and stop, stop. No TBN, no Daystar, no, 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 no. Please stop that. That is disgusting. The stuff on there is so unbiblical. It's straight heresy. It will lead people to hell. And stop preaching one save, always save. Stop saying that you can live in sin and be a saint. I mean, come on, guys. You can say that you could be all, oh, you could be a sinner. No, that's not what he's saying. Jesus says, sin no more. He doesn't say keep on sinning, it's fine. We've created a false narrative of what it looks like to be a Christian. Christian means Christ-like, little Christ. I am like Jesus himself. Tom, if you look at yourself, look at the scriptures, read the scriptures as a mirror. And examine yourself. John in 1 John talks about examining oneself to make sure you're in the faith. So please, if you examine yourself through the eyes of Scripture, you should see yourself as one off. Like you're, you have to understand that we are off the train tracks right now in America. I'm not saying a lot of places in, across the world aren't. But in America, we are off. I mean, I've heard pastors talk about that they weep for America because it's we preach something that's false. And we lead many, many people the wrong direction. And God have mercy on us if we are doing this. Yes, we might think we're doing right. We might raise our get 50 people to raise our hands or 100 people, but that's not biblical. Come on, I'm asking pleading for you guys to wake up wake up church stop being deceived read your word stop being I don't know bible knuckleheads I mean come on you guys don't even know your word it's like we just have become dumb to the word of God we have to take the word literal not everything but a lot. It says, what must we do to be saved? Well, repent and believe, sure. But where does baptism, where's the Holy Ghost filling? Where's where's that stuff? Oh, well, you know, no, no, no. You can do it late. No, that's, that's nowhere in scripture. He says you can do it later. No, it's important. It's a command. Why would you want to be a disobedient child? By saying, I don't have to do what I did as a baby. No, that's not scripture either. You're not saved because you've got baptized as a baby. I've met many Catholics, which aren't Christian, Catholics that got baptized but live like hell. Got baptized as a baby but live like hell. Get high, fornicate, get drunk, live as the world lives and say, oh, well, I, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. No, 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 no. Examine yourself first, according to the word of God. Not me, 
not not this podcast, not anything that I say, not anything that the that the pastor says, but according to the Word of God. So I just want to thank you guys for listening, and I pray that um, that God just intervenes in your life with truth. The truth is the most important thing. Is truth. Without it, we're lost. We have nothing. So. Thank you for joining me on, uh, let's be clear. And again, the word of God is the clearest picture we can have of the example of Christ, the example of who he is and his expectation for us as a father, as a good dad. Um, so I just pray Lord that, uh, you just bless those people that are listening to read your word, to get into your understanding of who you are, your holiness, your godliness the example that you set as Christ walked this earth he set an example as all the disciples that he taught they set another example Paul gave many commands and it's not just follow one command or two commands it's, there's a lot of commands Christianity Lord is not easy but we depend on you to give us exactly what we need and we right now the American church needs to repent and trust you and you alone and not themselves not their programs and not their elder board just trusting in you alone or let us have a heart for your word in your heart in loving others and loving the body of Christ thank you for the church thank you for the ecclesia that we can have a gathering of saints that we can see each other for eternity and set an example of what it looks like now before eternity comes we look forward to your return we love you, Lord. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. We say amen. Thank you again for joining me on Let's Be Clear. And hopefully you will like the podcast and maybe listen to the other ones. And send me a feedback or anything, conversation. So I appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.